Imitators, episode 224, with you and me on Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. I'm calling this episode, Read My Blog, because I'm a writer, and I've written scripts, and, you know, a few people have read them, and not that many, but I have some up on my blog that you can just read. I also have samples of others, and I've been writing more lately on my blog specifically. I, I've just finished writing another new pilot, and it's going to be amazing. It's, uh, <laughs> it's 22 pages, and it's a pilot for you know, whatever channel approaches me and then whatever they say, because I wrote it, I'm going to be in it. I also want to executive produce, um, direct, and yeah, be in it and write it. I mean, show run it. And it's, it's ambitious. The fact that I'm saying that all I want all those things about my show and the show itself is ambitious. Ooh, damn. So part of my blogging lately oh, fuck, has been about um, just my life and things that I've experienced as someone who doesn't have a home, as Wild Wild Country would say, street people, um, or homeless, aka roofless, but it's been weird, you know? I've talked about it on the podcast before. Like, the being homeless part and how weird it is. But, um, the gravity of how weird it is is staggering. Because you can, I mean, you can sit there all day and try to imagine what it would be like to not have a home anymore. But the fact is... All, for all your capitulations and thought processes of how what it might must be like, <clears throat> unless you've gone through it, there's not really a way to know. And I don't want more people to go through it. I want to help to end it. I want to help to end homelessness for the entire world. And... So, yeah, I mean, the la- a couple episodes ago, not episodes, blog posts, because this is about my blog, um, which, if you want to pull it up right now, is Mockboy Media, M-O-Q, boy, B-O-Y, media, dot wordpress, dot com. 
And you can get there through going to yamatat.com slash blog. Because Yamatat is my website for my podcast, but also it's my website for whatever I want it to be. Because I made it and I put it up on the internet. And it's mine. It's my domain. <laughs> it's my domain that I pay for. Barely able to still pay for. It's it's yearly. I pay yearly, and then I don't have to worry about it until the next year. Because I don't do Squarespace. I do it all myself. I go in and code and, like, copy-paste, and then I get the rest of the stuff for this week's episode. So after I'm done recording this, I'll probably put it onto my laptop. Um... While watching some shows on the HBO Watchathon on the Xfinity Stream app, logged into my parents' account to catch up on some uh, premium channel shows that I'm not usually able to watch. And I just caught up on Last Week Tonight, which is so good, so fucking funny. Oh, I also just watched, um, that was yesterday or the day before, I watched some uh, Colbert and Corden. Colbert was good. The Corden was great. Holy shit. James Corden's show, The Late Late Show, feels like old Conan. If you haven't watched it, watch it. If you haven't watched Colbert, I mean, everyone's watching Colbert. It's number one in the ratings, I think, and... You know, it's usually funny and insightful, and he's got a lot of good monologues. And But Corden is just doing whatever he wants. Because when you're on that late-night slot, people are tired, or people are high, or people just have the TV on because it's still on. And you get to take a lot of risks. There's this sketch last night called Ships Ahoy. Oh, fuck. It was so funny. The guests were Ice Cube and Jason Sudeikis. And and it was so fucking funny. Just watch it. Just go and watch. Like, you could probably YouTube The Late Late Show. Or even, yeah, Late Late Show Ships Ahoy. If you YouTube that or Google it, it'll pop up. Someone, the show probably put it out as a separate thing. Ugh. But they do crazy stuff like that. Like every... If not every episode, like every other episode. And it's so funny. Fuck. I know a couple people who work on it. I'm a little biased. But they're just also doing this random crazy ass shit that's super funny. (laughs) Colbert's a little safer in that. Like he... He uh, um, panders to the to the censors, I guess, to the to CBS itself. And he'll be like, "It's a family show. It's a family show." It's like, is it? <laughs> late shows aren't family shows. The whole family doesn't stay up and watch a late show. Bleeping, bleeping out swear words should be commonplace. Like, it doesn't happen every episode, but, like, once every couple episodes, you hear the bleep, and it's, 
it'll be like the guest or something, and then Colbert will be like, well, fuck it. <laughs> I'm like, bleep. But Colbert's just all over it. I mean, Corden, damn. Because he's like, yeah, it's late. <laughs> and Reggie Watts is the music director. Oh, fuck. He's so amazing. Okay, so back to my blog. So, um, I'm going to actually go, while this is recording, I'm going to go online and just name you some of the topics that I've uh, been writing about. Let's re refresh that. Get the true view count. Okay, so I recently posted about the Southwest Airlines thing. For those of you who don't know, Southwest Airlines had a flight 1380, I think, and mid-flight, one of the engines popped off, the plane went to a 40-degree angle for for the, the guy from the NTSB said it was a few seconds. But I bet you it was like 10 to 15 seconds. Because that's jarring for anyone, even the pilot. I bet the pilot was like almost thrown a little bit and had to correct the plane. And I don't know if this happened. I don't know what order it happened in. Because they didn't talk about that on the press release. It was on Periscope. I watched it on Periscope. I watched some someone from the airport company. Oh, hi, I'm from the airport company. And they, uh, <clears throat> they were explaining themselves. And the airline. <clears throat> and they were like, well, we're looking into it. Could be, or there's this certain blade that is put on all the engines, and sometimes a part number changes. Instead of 123A, when the part number changes, it could be 123B. And then so someone could put the wrong part on. It's like, that's not the point here. <laughs> like, part numbers change, but if you train your people who work for you, if the proper people are putting planes together, proper people putting planes together, little alliteration for you, alliteration, <clears throat> then maybe the planes won't break up in the sky because the cherry topper to this story is someone died. Like the plane was, the plane landed and everyone was okay except for one person in row 14. And the thing that happened with row 14 uh, is row 14 had a window blow out. Now again, I don't know what the order was. I don't know if the engine blew out and then the window blew out or the window blew out and then the engine blew out. But the fact is that somebody died because the plane wasn't put together well enough. And that's scary as hell for anyone who's flown, anyone who flies. Uh, there's a lot of people who fly for work every day. 
there's uh, I mean, of course there's there's pilots and flight att flight attendants. There's also crew, like baggage baggage handlers. Um <coughs> there's passengers, there's like there's so many things wrong with this story where you're like, okay, well what could have been done? What can be done? And they're just like well, sometimes a part changes. And you're like, yeah, no shit, motherfucker. How about make sure you're... What? Oh. I just got tripped out for a second. How about make sure your planes don't break up in the middle of the sky and have some people die from your plane being just shittily made, shittily put together. And I put it on my blog... The blog post is called Southwest Airlines, comma, We Need to Talk, and talk is in all caps. Uh. And I wrote it six hours ago, according to my WordPress stats, and it's got 23 views. So that's cool. Yesterday, I wrote a blog post to basically to Donald Glover. It just says, Donald Glover, please do my podcast. And... It says a day ago, so probably 24 hours from now, and uh, 33 views, so that's cool. Four days ago, I wrote a blog post called Waiting to Die. <laughs> now, if you don't know by now, and you're still listening, and you're a listener, and you just have been listening and not really paying attention, I have Lyme disease, and Lyme disease really sucks because it's an invisible disability which means it's working it's it's working it's fucking magic fucking up my life and my body while like not being visible to the rest of the world so it's just something that's inside me wreaking havoc and then i walk around with a cane and people look at me weird and they're like do you even need that is that a vanity cane and i'm like no, motherfucker, I'm walking with a cane because I have to walk with a cane, otherwise I'll fall over. And it sucks, and it hurts to walk, it hurts to eat sometimes. I have to chew my food a lot to ensure that I can swallow it down and then it digest. Otherwise, what happened yesterday will happen, which was yesterday, got super high, friend came, a friend came over to the car tent, and we chatted, and just caught up, and she brought some weed, and smoked me out, it was amazing, and after that, I was like, I am going to eat some food, and I took a bite of pizza, was chewing it, I was like chewing it, chewing it, chewing it, you know, and I think because like another side effect of Lyme disease is it affects your muscles, and so it's been attributed a lot to, whoa, 
It's been linked to um, MS, CP, um, I think MS, I'm pretty sure CP. Um, really, really late stage Lyme could look like Parkinson's. So there's, like, it, it could be just like Parkin like Parkinson's is really, really, really advanced Lyme disease that's gone unchecked. And and been able to wreak havoc on your body. <coughs> things things sucks about that is that people who are suffering from these other things. Oh, fibromyalgia. It's been linked to, which just seems like it makes perfect sense. Because if all of your muscles are just fucked up for no reason. And you can't find a cause. And then you just call it fibromyalgia and give it drugs. It's not gonna... It's gonna treat it, but I don't know if it's gonna get better. <clears throat> and also those drugs have possible side effects. And one of those side effects is like suicidal thoughts. And... Or actions, and you're like, oh, that's not cool. I don't want to risk that for a, a, a disease or condition that I may or may not have. Because again, invisible disability is working. It's it's fucked up magic underneath your skin in your whole body, and your body's like, yo, I don't know what's going on, but you want to give some pain relief. In the meantime, and I'm like, yeah, my body's like, cool, what are we doing? And I'm like, weed. And anyone who contends that weed is not medicine doesn't understand weed. You don't understand cannabis. And it's medicine and it's fun as hell. Like, it can be both. And the only side effect of smoking too much weed, quote-unquote, too much weed, is you you get hungry and want to eat. You write or create something maybe amazing. Maybe it, maybe it lock, unlocks uh, inhibitors in your brain that... Like, I've heard... Um, I know that Kevin Smith started smoking weed later in life. And Doug Benson did as well. I did as well. I only have been smoking for the past th um, three, I guess, June or May will make three and a half years. And it's just opened up my perspective on, on life so much. Where I'm like, whoever thinks this is evil is just outright wrong. Outright wrong. That's a pretty good song title. <coughs> but, <coughs> but earlier while I was uh, chilling out in the car tent, was this today or yesterday? I think this might have been earlier today. I heard someone walking past, and I think they were like, 
looking in the direction of the car while saying something like this guy hasn't moved or something like that. I have the car cover up and they don't necessarily know that a person's in there. But I'm in here. So I'm like, oh, you're talking shit. Well, you pass me. Cool. I'm going to write this rap. And I wrote a rap and I'm like, it's not, it's not bad. I got to get some beats together and I want to layer it and like make it nice, but <clears throat> I could just beatbox too. Just do a couple different tracks because I beatbox everyone. If you don't know, I beatboxed for John Early, comedian John Early on season two of The Meltdown with Jonah and Kumail in the back of a comic book store where comedy shows used to happen. Um, so yeah, back to my blog. My blog is called Mock Boy Media, M-O-Q, Boy Media, dot wordpress.com. Um, I made it up a while ago. Let's see, what was my first blog post? Damn, that's gotten a lot of views. I did not know it had that many views. First blog post I wrote was in October of 2013. It was October 28th, so it was near Halloween. Um, it's got 8 likes, 7 comments, and 1,144 views over the course of five, four and a half years? Five and a half years? No, not, not quite, not quite five years, four and a half years, we'll say. And my first blog post is called A True Werewolf Transformation. And it happened because I was watching... This, was it True Blood or was it, I think it was Hemlock Grove. I think Hemlock Grove had started and I was like, oh, this is pretty dope. There's like a scary ass vampire. This kid, it looks like he's a werewolf. And then the werewolf kid turned into a werewolf, but he just like pulled all of his skin off and like his eyeballs popped out and then he became just a wolf and I was so fucking pissed because I was like oh well the rest of this show is dope as fuck but if you ruined the werewolf then you fucking ruined it for me because just a wolf is not scary if you are a human and you're walking around and you see a wolf the wolf comes up to you, you could at least, like, try and kick it in the, under its chin, if it's, like, gonna attack you, you could try and kick it, and kick the shit out of it, and then be safe, and survive, but if it's a bipedal, like, lumbering, gigantic, wolf, half-wolf, half-human hybrid-looking thing, that's scary as fuck.
Hemlock Grove, the kid turns into a wolf, and I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm no longer interested in this. This is boring as fuck. Twilight did it. True Blood did it. <sighs> the thing with True Blood's werewolves is, I don't fucking know. I was, I was bummed. I was really bummed. I was like, this is not special at all. A shapeshifter can turn into a wolf. So what makes it special that you can, werewolf? Oh, nothing? <laughs> like, Alcide was a cool-ass dude, and then he turns into a wolf, and I'm like, you're just a fucking wolf. It's boring. Ugh. Drupal did the vampire thing pretty cool, though. Um, yeah, that was October 2013. After that, November 4th, 2013, I was like, cable a la carte, wouldn't it be dope if, instead of paying for a channel package that gave me a thousand channels that I didn't fucking want and never was going to fucking watch ever, wouldn't it be cool if I could just have some channels and then only pay for those per month? And... It's getting to that point, but it's getting to that point with, um, like, premium channels. Like, they all have their own thing, and, like, AMC has AMC Premiere, and so if you have cable, like, my parents have cable, and I use their login because I'm poor as fuck, and I'm homeless, aka roofless, living on the street, and it's fucking weird, man. I use their login, and AMC is like, get AMC Premiere to have no commercial breaks. And I'm like, cool, but not everyone can afford that. And I do like the option to have no commercials at all. Because some commercials suck so fucking bad. Oh, there's this Morongo commercial about casinos and it has some of the worst fucking copy I've ever heard of in my entire life Duh. forget what it was like to feel feel have fun good time <laughs> happy time it's like a four year old wrote it or someone who learned English as a second language Forgot it for five years and then relearned it again. It sounds fucking stupid. Whoever is in charge of Morongo's advertising, you need to get fired. CBS, whoever is in charge of clipping your TV shows together to try and make me watch them, you need to get fired because all of your show shows look like shit. Just because I think I bet you it's because of the editing. And Blue Bloods, I'm never going to watch you. If you write on Blue Bloods or you produce it or whatever the fuck, I don't care. That show looks like shit. And Tom Selleck signing on as a chief of the chief of police or whatever the fuck. And he's trying to get people to empathize with cops. It doesn't, it's not going <sighs> to, a CBS show called Blue Bloods. Is not going to make anyone empathize with the cops. Unless you're old as fuck. Or you're a cop. 
for, I don't know, man, I really don't know who that show is for, probably, like, really old, <laughs> really old, sometimes racist people, <clears throat> Blue Bloods, it looks, looks and sounds like the stupidest fucking show ever, so Cable a la carte was the post that I made in November 4th, 2013, only has three views, <laughs> oh, shit. I basically was like, listen, cable companies, things are changing, and I want to be able to have just the channels I want. And even on a level where my parents pay for cable, right? And what if I was able to go through and make a profile just for me that's like, six or seven channels that I definitely want to watch. And then the rest of them, I don't have to sift through. It already knows what shows, like, I'm probably going to watch because it's under the Doug profile. This is family to family, like... <sighs> Cable a la carte. That would be fucking dope. Kamikaze, 2013, November 9th, 2013. Damn, I was writing, like, a little bit in my blog then, back then. Um, this might have been the year that I went as Walter White and shaved my head completely bald. I think it was. And, um, I shaved my, uh, facial hair into a goatee. And I had a pretty, pretty good costume. Was it 2013 or 2012? Might have been 2012. I think 2013 I might have gone to Surgeon Simulator. Maybe 2014, though. Maybe I was already living up here. Um, <coughs> but, Kamikaze 2013. Yeah, I think that was the year that I went as Walter White. And it was right after, or right as, as Breaking Bad was about to end. Or maybe, like, right after it had ended. And I went, well, this is going to be peak time for this costume, this look at a comic book convention, and people were like, Heisenberg, Heisenberg. They were, I was just hearing them whisper, Heisenberg, Heisenberg, as I would walk by. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, that means I did a decent job on this costume. Let's see, November 6th, 16th, 2013, stand-up comedy apartment shows. I was writing about our apartment comedy show, which was a show that I ran out of the apartment for free, and I set up chairs, and at one point, my friend Jim was, like, bringing over his, uh, his portable heater so that people sitting outside and watching open mic comics do my show, but it wasn't even open mic. Like, I still booked it booked this show and then people would show up and sometimes people wouldn't anyway that was a while ago november 16th 2013 online quote-unquote dating at its worst <laughs> november 26 2013 damn <clears throat> one view one like december 9th 2013 this one's important because this one involves the thing that I'm talking to you 
with. And it's called A Podcast is in the Works. So December 9th, 2013, I hadn't started my podcast yet. I hadn't started releasing it yet. And um, I think I was... I think I had some episodes logged, maybe like nine or ten episodes ready to ready to go, and I was working hard on figuring out CodeAcademy.com and learning coding from that, and I was learning how to put my own shit on the internet so that I could have a podcast no matter what. There's a um, there's something that happens in the podcast world where people will get a podcast and they'll start it pretty strong and like then maybe eight weeks in, ten weeks in, start slipping and you start not being able to release an episode every week. Uh, maybe not ten weeks in, I'd say like fifteen weeks maybe 20 weeks, because the general rule, I guess, that I came up with, for me anyway, for podcasts, when I was about to start one, was, well, I gotta have a bunch um, logged and in the, uh, shit, vault, I guess. So that I can be ahead. And, well, it's Wednesday, and I'm recording this for Friday, episode 224. And, you know, sometimes when you're homeless, a.k.a. roofless, you don't get to interview someone every week. Because you're struggling and hustling and trying to look for work and looking for work. Struggling and hustling and looking for work. He's going the distance. Um, So between December 2013, a podcast is in the works, and March 7th, 2016, what? I uh, I didn't write anything at all on my blog, because I was like, "Eh, it's just there, I'll just use it whenever the fuck. And... I didn't even use it that much in 2016. Shit. March 7th, I wrote Star Wars Episode 8, New Order of the Empire. And it's, it's got 36 views, but it's about how I started writing my own Star Wars Episode 8 before Episode 8 came out. And not only before episode 8 came out, but March 7, 2016 was March after the December when episode 7 came out. So episode 7 came out, I saw it four times in the theater, and then I was like, well, I'm writing my own episode 8, because I know what I want to happen. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. I was writing about kyber crystals, and I was like, that's going to be so fucking dope. And then Rogue One wrote about kyber crystals. And I'm like, you motherfuckers! (laughs) You took my story about kyber crystals! 
but, you know. Huh? Oh, someone just retweeted my tweet from, I don't even know when I tweeted that, but it says, if you don't hire me to play slash make video games, then you don't know how much I love and respect video games. And that's still, still true. I fucking love video games more than a little. I was at the arcade two different times today. Once uh, I was like not getting that great of scores on Robotron 2084. <clears throat> and then the second time I went in today, which was at like, I'd say 9 o'clock, 8.30 maybe, I took a shit. And then I played some Robotron. And maybe three games in, probably third game in, maybe fourth, I, uh, I got, fuck, I don't remember my score, I can look at it, hold on, because I got 13th highest in the entire, um, game, so it's a permanent high score, and now I have five permanent high scores, okay, the score I got tonight was 1 million, 118,300 points. And the score that I have that's higher than that is 1,148,500 points on Robotron 2084. It's so fun. And there's a message. Oh, I fucking got it this time. Yes. Whoa. I'd never been able to read the whole thing before because it goes pretty damn quick. So when you get when you get five spots on the high score list, here I'll just name them off real quick. So my lowest score is thirty third highest of the top thirty seven on on the machine. Thirty third highest seven hundred ninety nine thousand five twenty five. Twenty seventh highest eight hundred seventy two thousand seven twenty five. Twentieth um, highest, one million, um, eleven thousand seven hundred. That's three, right? One, two, three. And then I have two in the first column. One million one hundred eighteen thousand three hundred, and one million one hundred forty-eight thousand five hundred. I could have fucking destroyed my score tonight. If there wasn't these two jocks, these two fucking assholes playing Ice Cold Beer. Which, Ice Cold Beer is this game that really seems like it's a game for jocks who also want to try out video games. <laughs> it takes a lot of concentration. <sighs> but, I mean, fuck. Robotron takes more. Robotron, like, with the right stick and with the left stick, you can go eight different directions. There's up, down, left, right, and then there's north, there's northeast, southeast, southwest, and northwest. And 
So that means of 8 and 8, that's 16. So there's, I think there's 64 different possibilities that your um, hand, that your two hands can be in to fuck up the bad guys and collect the humans and save them and get a higher score. So while I was playing earlier, these these damn jocks playing ice cold beer. If they lost, if they got the ball in the wrong hole. <laughs> Then they were like, oh, and that happened like three separate times on this epic fucking run where I was like, yeah, I have a million. I see that. And I have like five or six guys left or extra lives left. And these fuckers keep yelling. And it was hard to concentrate, too, because I had my music at like a pretty good volume. But I had I kept like looking over at them anytime I'd die. And I'm like, you motherfucker!" like. Uh, and I didn't vocalize anything. I was just pretty upset that they were so upset that uh, they were losing that game. That's fine. It's a fine game. It's tough, kind of. But it's not Robotron. And they fucking fucked up my concentration a little bit. <coughs> Am I bitter? A little bit. But... I'm happier that I got on the permanent board again. Oh, so the thing that I was about to tell you was that when you get five high scores on the permanent board, there's a message that pops up, and it comes up pretty quickly, or goes away pretty quickly, and I finally got a picture of it today. And all I had been able to read in the past was five entries maximum per player. And I went, what? That's crazy. I wonder what happens if it if you get a sixth entry on there. Lowest entry replaced. I'm like, that is so fucking cool. Because <laughs> that means that my 1,118,300 knocked whatever score was... Oh, I have it. Let's see. It was on a different day, but... It knocked my 35th highest off. Nice. Which was 792,825. So now my lowest on the machine is 33rd, and it's 799,525. Holy shit. <clears throat> anyway, I fucking love this game, and I figured found out about it because of Ready Player One, the book. Duh. I read the book twice. I cried both times. Fucking love it. And I saw the movie and I was like, cool. I love the book. Like the movie. <clears throat> They're so different. I, I already, I mean, I did a podcast about it called Ready Player One after writing a blog post called Ready Player One. So I already talked about it, so I won't bore you with the details. But if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it. Because I talk about how I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could write a better screenplay than for Ready Player One than what was written. There was a lot of things in it that were like, 
well, Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, Hollywood is full of shit, full of itself, and full of, like, uh, there's a lot of just tropes in it where I'm like, oh, that wasn't in the book at all. That's dumb. That's fucking dumb. Why did you do that? Um, okay, so Preacher. Did I put all of Undead on my blog? I think I only put a couple pages. But I think I, I'm pretty sure I put my Preacher spec for season one episode five on my blog why did i not put my being human spec up here i should put it up here i should reread it first because when season three finale happened for um being human i was like what I had all these ideas of where I wanted it to go. So I was like, I'm writing season four, episode one. I'm calling it Sometimes Sally Always Comes Back. And it was a really fun episode <clears throat> to write. And while I was writing it, I was like, I can't wait to never see any of this happen. I can't wait to never see any of this play out on screen. And the thing was, as after I'd written it, and before the next season, <clears throat> or no, through the next season, I'd see little pieces of story points that that I had written just like kind of pop up here and there. And I'm like, well, shit, there's some validation for me as a writer. Preacher season one, episode five, I called it Judge Not. And it was really fun to write. The Grinder season two, episode one, for seasons. That one got 43 views. Holy shit. <laughs> Damn. That was fun to write because I'd never seen it and it was already off the air and on Netflix. And so I watched it. I was able to binge it. And it's so fucking funny. And it's got Rob Lowe and the waitress, aka Mary Elizabeth Ellis, um, Fred Savage, Natalie Morales, Steve Little, I think Steve Little is his name, but yeah, The Grinder, I was like, this show is so fun, oh, someone sent me a message on Tinder, that's cool, I wonder if she knows that I'm Homeless, aka roofless, right now. Bleh. Bleh. Um. <sighs> Holy shit. <clears throat> so, those were 2016. 2017, I started writing my book. Um, it's called LDFS. Growing up Mormon, discovering weed at 30, and then getting Lyme disease. And it's going to be long, and I'm going to be pretty thorough with my life. Because my life's been fucking crazy, and I wouldn't trade it. Because then I wouldn't be who I am today. And I know that there's probably parallel universes out there that are like, I'm already successful. Succeeding, I guess. Because 
I haven't failed. I just haven't had outright success yet. And I keep pushing and thriving and and writing and trying and and I'm not gonna give up because all I want to do is entertain the world and it's all I've ever wanted to do and now I also have this bigger plan of ending homelessness in the entire world so stay tuned for that oh here's here's a blog post that was written out of like anger and frustration it's all caps and it says I don't know no punctuation either so this one, don't you like how I'm like summarizing a little bit, little uh, snippets of my blog, and then if you want to go read it, you can, but if you're like, nah, I got the Cliff's Notes, <laughs> I'll be fine. But if you direct people to my blog, that would be fucking dope. Um, 12 views on I Don't Know, and all I was writing was just like, why in the fuck are people so hesitant to just say, I don't know, huh, these days, because, and it's because, like, when technology is so, you're so easily accessible, and the answers to everything are so easily accessible, if you are the one who hasn't heard of the thing yet, then what, are you left out? Are you just, oh man, I can't believe you have, like, it's a, it's an, a symptom of people not wanting to feel left out, I think. And, um, and I, I wrote it because I was talking, I think I was talking to my then roommate and I told him something or I was telling him something and he'd like try and jump in be like, oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that, you know, and at a certain point I was like, you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm just, like, about to tell you something brand new, or maybe it was, like, something that I had heard of before him, and he was, and he was like, yeah, I think maybe I heard that, and I was like, did you? Because it's okay to say I don't know. Like it's really okay to say I don't know. Because that's how we learn things. If you say you don't know something. And then you look it up. You can learn about that thing. I was pretty mad that night. But I'm like over it now. I just know that there's a lot of like stupid people. Out there who just claim to know. Oh I know that. Oh yeah I know that. And then you never learn about the thing that the person was talking about. And then you just like go around living your life like you know things. But if you don't know things, then you're not as smart as the people who do know things. <sighs> I don't know. See? It was that easy. Just fucking say I don't know if you don't know. <clears throat> Sharknado Thrive. I wrote a little... That's probably short, but I was like... The whole fucking trend of... Um, making a movie and knowing that it's bad and going people are going to see it because it's bad and then not really trying because you're making a bad thing that's bad fucking pisses me off but 
there's movies where like Troll 2, which they thought was amazing, and turns out it was really bad, but people make fun of it because they thought it was amazing. Same with The Room. Same with, um, I don't know, Rubber. I've never seen it. And maybe they were trying to make it scary. I think Birdemic they were actually trying to make scary, and I haven't seen that, but apparently it's super terrible. And um, I don't think they were going, let's make a bad movie and then release it as a horror movie and then people will like it just because it's bad. Asylum does that. I fucking, I'm not down with that. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) And I don't even know if the full intention is always let's make a shitty thing, but it's always like, okay, lowest fucking possible budget. We're going to call in every single favor that we have. And then we're going to make a thing, but we're going to release it a bunch of things every year. And because we're releasing in quantity and not necessarily quality, then we're going to make money off of our low-budget things. I don't know. I'm conflicted about Asylum because I worked for them. And I was like, this is not fun. <laughs> I was the, I was, um, Lou Ferrigno's person to PA to walk him to his car, to the parking lot one time. We got in the elevator, and he's like, where do you live? (laughs) I was like, oh fuck, the Hulk just asked me where I live. And at the time, I was living in Little Armenia, so I was like, Little Armenia? And he was like, it was nice. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's nice. Hulk. <laughs> oh, shit. That was crazy. See, I got stories, you guys. You guys fucking don't even think that I have stories. Or maybe you do. <clears throat> and that's why you're listening. Or maybe you don't even know. And that's why you're listening this time. <clears throat> oh, boy. <clears throat> oh, boy. 54 minutes in. Damn. It's been good. It's been a good episode. Let me go through these last, like, handful of of, uh, blog posts. And then I'll let you go check it out. You should read my blog. It's, again, (laughs) mockboymedia, M-O-Q, boymedia.wordpress.com. You can go and favorite it right now. A little bookmark. Give a little notification whenever a new new thing pops up. Um, January 25th, 2018. I wrote a post called A Month Without a Home. And um, between August 6th, 2017 and January 25th, 2018, I was working this job at, at the Santa Photography Stand at the mall. And I would help people um, get their pictures taken and then charge them for the pictures. And, <clears throat> and like, Santa was chill. He was really cool, actually. And then they transferred me to this location in Coenga Park. And I was like, oh, no. I fucking hate it up here. <laughs> and it's because, like, when you live there... Like, that is all that there is. And then, if you want to go 
somewhere, like, if you want to go to a comedy show, especially, like, in the city or, like, right outside of L.A., you got to do some driving. And I was bummed about that. But also, I didn't really know anyone up there, so, I mean, seclusion does a lot of things to us humans. Like, we want human contact. It's one of the main reasons I started this podcast was to just, you know, get to know a lot of fun, interesting people, but also to communicate with the world. Like, a podcast... Having a podcast is like having your own radio show that you can do whatever the fuck you want with. Post it whenever you want. And, like, if you're consistent enough, then maybe people will listen. Like, I've been putting this out for four plus years. And... 224. Shit, when is... I think five years will be... Um, episode... Fuck, two, oh, wait, 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 okay, 52, 104, 1, um, 56, 156 was three years, I think, and then four years was 208, and the next one, next year will be, um, 260, I think. Yeah, episode 260 will be five years of doing this podcast. Just because I wanted to. Just because I was like, yo, let's see if people will let me interview them and talk to them. And I'll get to know them. And I'll get to know about their lives. And I've had people on for return episodes. And usually the return episodes are better than the initial episodes. With some... With some... You know, you can make that decision yourself. But with some of my friends who I've had on a couple different times, the second time was, like, a nice reunion and, like, catching up and less of getting to know you questions and more, like, what have you been up to? And I'll see that some have had some success and others have had more success. And ah, it's just been super fun having a podcast. So if you're going to have a podcast, I'll give you this, I'll give you some advice. Learn as much as you can on your own to be able to put it out on your own. In case the people that you're doing the show with aren't available or you have to have some mobile episode where you're like, "Uh-oh, the studio is not available right now. What are we going to do?" It's like just fucking figure it out and record it anyway. Because I'm recording this sitting in the backseat of my car in the hashtag car tent. C A R T E N T. <coughs> hashtag car sleeping. Hashtag urban camping. Hashtag tiny homes. Hashtag five stars to not sleeping cars. I think if enough people rated my podcast with five stars and reviewed it with something like, can we get this guy some work? can this guy's been putting out a lot of content and it's actually kind of interesting if you look at it (coughs) 
and he's homeless. So, a month without a home, I put out January 25th, 2018, and it got 183 views. That's cool. Then I was like, day 69, February 25th. I don't know if it was actually 69 days. It might have been a little more, might have been a little less, but I ballparked it. 44 views. Day 86, 93 views. <clears throat> Chronicles of a Homeless. A Homeless is in quotes. Part 1. March 14th. I've been I've been more consistent lately with my blog, which is cool because for those of you who don't know, I also write in a journal every night and I have for the past 15 years. 2003, April, was when I started, and and it's been every day, and it's been a very cool thing to be able to go and look back and just be like, what was I doing? April 7th, fucking 2008, I can go, I can go back and find my physical journal and go look and see what I was doing that day. Um, Chronicles of a Homeless, March 14th, 2018, this year. This is the year where I was like, well, I'm going to start writing in my blog a little more just because I feel like doing it. The World as a TV Show. I was like, 20 views. If I... If I was writing the world as a TV show, and this is where it's at right now with a demagogue in the presidency and with a shit ton of people just not really caring what he does because they won't be affected, or they think they won't be affected, because they're like, I voted for this guy, and now whatever happens, happens. And you're like, that's not how your life should work. You're a lazy fuck who <laughs> who only cares about yourself. <clears throat> and you should really rethink your life because if you look in a mirror and you're like, okay, I voted for this fucker and now he's in here. What do we do now? That's what your thought process should be. I voted for Hillary Clinton because I was like, you know, she seems less evil than this fucker. And the current fucker is a stupid fucker. Shronel Frumpf. <clears throat> World is a TV show. So it has 20 views. And if you read it, you'll know what I wrote. I think there's going to be a weird-ass quadfecta of evil. And the U.S. is going to be right in the middle of it. Because Shronel Frumpf has been complacent. And just allowed Russia to fucking do whatever the fuck they want in our country and in the internet and <clears throat> it's fucked up Mark Zuckerberg's in trouble too dude like he's super fucked for all the Cambridge Analytica stuff so March 25th 2018 I wrote it at 8.04pm 15 views and I had just finished watching Guardians of the Galaxy again. And I hadn't watched it since having watched part two. 
And I think I had only watched it one time before that. So, seeing it in the theater was dope. And, like, it was really cool. And I loved it. And I think I remember being just energized after seeing it. It was one of the... Not every Marvel movie has done that to me. But ones that have done that, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Iron Man when it first came out. This blog post is called Guardians of the Galaxy is my new Iron Man. And then in parentheses I put details below. Because Iron Man was like the gold standard as far as my favorite Marvel movie for a long time. And then uh, I rewatched Guardians and I was like, all of these people... All of these characters are in the shittiest point in their lives, and they're forced together in this weird storyline where they're like, well, we have to work together, otherwise the entire fucking universe could go, because, because, um, <clears throat> fuck, fuck face, Ronan got an infinity stone, and then put it in his weapon, and he was gonna just mow down everyone on this planet. <clears throat> so we have to do something. It's so fucking good. Rewatch that. Ready Player One, there's the blog post I told you about, March 30th. March 31st, I'm like, hire me. 41 views. Um, Roofless, 83 views. April 5th. April 10th, the Aquabats. Me and my brother went and saw the Aquabats, and um, he paid for my ticket, and he bought me the vinyl, which for L.A., for their Fury of the Aquabats show, they played the album all the way through, and then they play a couple more songs, and um, the album has two previously unreleased tracks and I think one of them was from around the time of Fury of the Aquabats and so I just called that blog post the Aquabats because I was like you know what maybe the Aquabats will see this I talked to Crash after the show and I was like dude I have a podcast and I'd love to have you on it he was like yeah I mean I don't really like doing anything these days but <laughs> maybe <laughs> so that could happen that'd be cool to have the aquabats bassist on my my show and just be like so the aquabats huh how fucking fun has that been because they have a tv show they've done the show yo gabba gabba which was created by the lead singer of the aquabats and his brother <clears throat> so much to talk about there um, Chronicles of a Homeless Part 2, 39 views. That was five days ago. Waiting to Die, 154 views, four days ago. Donald Glover, please do my podcast. And Southwest Airlines, we need to talk. So, I've written, like, a bunch. But I'm gonna write a bunch more. And, like I said, I just finished writing that pilot. Um, which is gonna be super fucking fun. 
and I want to be the star, and I'm writing it, and I'm the showrunner, and I'm directing it, and I'm an executive producer. Like, I want final cut on what the episode looks like, what the episode feels like at the end of it. Because if you have a cool-ass show, and then you just let people, other people, put their fingerprints all over it, then it could end up not looking like the show that you wrote, and it could end up being completely different. And I don't want that, because this story is very personal to me, and um, it's going to be dope as hell. So look out for that. Tell AMC, FX, HBO, um, and Sci-Fi that I want to put it on there. <clears throat> like, you can you can all approach me, bring me in to pitch the show to you. It's already written. The pilot is written. It's ready to go. It's going to be fucking fun. I started making some stuff for like a show Bible too. Because I was like, this could be cool. This could be dope. Like a bunch of the stuff that I was writing down wasn't even in the pilot. It was just stuff that will come up later. Stuff that needs to be part of um, like the main character and the plot. Damn. went to Jack in the Box earlier. This will just be like ending ending thoughts. Jack in the Box earlier and I was like I really want fries and a burger and a drink but I don't want to pay out the ass for it. And you can do value fries, value drink and then like junior jumbo jack or um junior can't remember what the other burger is called. It's like two bucks. But I saw that the Jumbo Jack was two sixty nine, and then I was doing some mental math, and I was like, "Huh, Jumbo Jack's two sixty nine. Value fries is one nineteen. Value drink is one nineteen. That's cheaper than the Jumbo Jack combo." And I got it for cheaper than the Jumbo Jack combo because I was like, value drink, value fries, and then a Jumbo Jack. And I got it with cheese, and it was really good. <clears throat> and after Jack in the Boxes, I went back to Button Mash and, and ended up on the permanent board again with that, with that message. Fuck. Five... Entries maximum for each player. I think that's what it said. Player. And then it's like, lowest entry will be replaced. Ooh-wee. That's so fucking dope. I'm a, like, I'd love to end up having like the top five scores on that machine. Because then it would not only be, well, I have the top score. It's like, no, I have the top five five fucking scores like try and beat my score and we'll have something to talk about but until then keep playing ice cold beer oh, <laughs> oh man 
<sighs> still bitter. Still a little bitter about it, admittedly. Um, okay, this has been a long episode, but I'm glad I got to take you through my blog and what I've been able to accomplish in the last four and a half years. <clears throat> but yeah, Southwest, get your shit together. In my in my blog post, I was like, lower your flight costs right fucking now, because if my thought process immediately goes to, oh, maybe I might die if I take Southwest. <laughs> then you need to fix your fucking shit. Or, and decrease the prices significantly, because I don't want my first thought when I'm going on a plane is well, I could die. I could fucking very well die and be a row 14 person right now. Okay, so if you've gotten this far through the episode, thank you for listening. Please tell two people about this show. Tell two people about my podcast. Rate it, give it five stars on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. Review it. And check out my blog, which again is mockboymedia, M-O-Q, boymedia, dot wordpress dot com um, go to my website yamatat.com y-a-m-a-t-a-t dot com which is short for you and me and thoughts and talk with Doug Culp which is what you're listening to um, check out my deviant art page dougathan d-o-u-g-a-t-h-a-n dot deviantart dot com and my Bandcamp, which is really glad you came. Bandcamp.com. <clears throat> and my Twitter, Dougathan, D O U G A T H A N, Yamatat, Y A M A T A T, Doug's Nugs, D O U G S N U G S. Um, got a couple more. Dr. Doug Surgery is my Dr. Doug Home Surgeon uh, Twitter page, Twitter handle. <clears throat> that one's been fun. And yeah, I have a gig coming up. Oh, shit. I have a gig coming up on 420. I'm going to be working at Cannabis Cup, and that is going to be so fun. I'm excited to spread the love and spread the word about the good word about cannabis and how amazing it is and how it has healing properties in that you will feel less pain when you are smoking weed and you might have cool ideas when you're smoking weed. If you drink and drink and drink, you could end up in the hospital, but if you smoke too much weed, you'll end up going to sleep or maybe eating some munchies. Alright, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I love all of my listeners. Anyone out there? Oh, also I've seen a recent spike in Canada listenership. Thank you. Hello, my Canadian Yamitators. Australian listenership. Hello, thank you, Australia. Um, if you want to go back and listen to previous episodes, 
you know, you know I've um, interviewed Will Anderson and Matt Kirshen and Dave Anthony. I know that they're all friends of Australia. Um, Germany, I think, also had a little spike in listening to my podcast. So, again, spread the word, rate it, review it. Um, tell people about it, yamatat.com, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. <clears throat> you and me on Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. And read my blog. Okay, later.